There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, it's Dark Place Dreamers, episode five of six. Robert, we're almost done. Yep. Now, I love how this is like, this is just a metric of we want to get this finished and over with as quickly as possible. Like, I know there's only one left, and I know that that's really going to be devastating for you. I know that you feel like your entire TV watching periods of your life have all led up to this one show, and, you know, when it's over, I know it's going to be devastating, but... Uh, we'll, we'll I mean, what right. do you do after your Magna Carta? <laughs> That's like, you're just finished. <laughs> Nothing will will be this good, this radical, this groundbreaking, this balls to the wall horror, you know. Well, that's it's funny you say that because in this episode it was stated that this was less balls to the wall horror and more horror, which I did get that vibe actually. Mm, yeah, this one. I'm sad because I thought we were doing the one with the song, but no, that's next week. Um, so I was disappointed, but you know, it's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll survive. I am really just enjoying the anticipation above <laughs> anything else. <laughs> so let's get started. We start as always with Garth reading from his own book. Um, some girl is at a tomb <laughs> and then there's red all around and it turns out the red is her bleeding on the sand. And then there's also pee and excrement on the sand. And then he tells us, don't engineer crabs to be as big as men. And if you don't like his books, you're an idiot. So just the usual from Garth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was doing well up until he came to the uh, excrement part of his description. Yeah. 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 I, I Honestly, I would love to see one of these books. I'd love someone to write one of them because they, they sound like trash. <laughs> to be honest. I mean... There must be something out. Somebody must have done something. If not, your man Matthew uh, himself must have written a book that is just a pile of hot steaming garbage, just to be a pile of hot steaming garbage. Yeah, you'd you would think so, and I'd lo- I'd love to have. And a if companion not, book. that's a, it's a niche that we found. We could totally jump on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would make a lot of money by taking a TV show no one liked uh, fifteen years ago and and uh, doing a book from it. <laughs> Yeah, retirement, here I come. So he says every episode was given a theme, even when he was really tired and couldn't be bothered doing a theme. He still did it. Um, so good old Garth. Um, and this theme is so radical that it really led, it contributed to the show being cancelled. So <laughs> I can understand. Yeah, yep. yeah. And he also mentions casually that Todd Rivers hasn't acted since. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what we're meant to take from that. Uh, and I sincerely hope you are disturbed. And then he looks off camera um, and the camera kind of just freezes on him looking off camera, which I love. And then we get the intro and I've written down, this is still the best theme ever. Um, so I do love the intro. 
So this episode starts weird. I don't know what you thought of the start, but we get creepy music, weird, whispery, swooshy sound effects, and the camera just shows us all the people in the hospital just doing their thing. Liz is doing her makeup, Dag is playing saxophone on the roof, Sanchez is dancing with earphones in. It is, yeah, I did really appreciate Sanchez's um, whole contribution there. It was very much reminiscent of um, the Evil Dead, you know, whenever the evil spirits are actually walking around the place or uh, traveling around the place, you're hearing this eerie... It, it is just ripped off from that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, except that nobody can see it. Um, I did love your man, Dean, um, as part of that, just being awkward. <laughs> He's at his desk, just like moving his hands around, like, should I be touching papers? <laughs> what should I be doing? Acting natural is actually really, really difficult because you, you just can't do it it's it's something you're trying to consciously be unconscious um yeah it doesn't work so the, i really did appreciate that little detail no surprises but, but I, my my favorite bit was the fact that dag is playing saxophone on the roof but... that is literally the <laughs> you know what is the coolest thing i could be doing in this situation um <laughs> that was it what do you know something I know I've been saying that I love the bad acting, the bad uh, production and everything about that. But I, I think the joke is running dry now. Oh, no. I really didn't enjoy the rest of the bad acting um, because, I mean, that's the extent of it. They do excuse this with, um, oh, who's the actor who plays Dean? Um, uh, Richard Iwadi. Oh, the, yeah, but the, no, the, the who, fake actor. Oh, my, this is too confusing. Uh, yeah. Thornton, th- no, <laughs> Dean Lerner's the actor. Thornton Reed is the character. Oh, right. So it's, oh, jeez. It's, it's so, <laughs> so confusing. Because I just think of him as Moss. What? So it's just so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a completely different TV show. So um, one thing Dean did say at the beginning of it was that it was very ambitious uh, for yes. uh, Gareth to try and produce this. Because we just didn't have any money. And he kept repeating it was ambitious. Because we had, no, had no money. money. And they filmed it in his garage. <laughs> in his garage. <laughs> so I suppose maybe you just want to... They were just trying to highlight that. They were trying to emphasize that joke. But it just... Mm, it didn't land for me. It's impossible that they filmed it in a garage. You know, even if you assume the rooftop scenes happened elsewhere. Like, the hospital... Where would that fit into a garage? Like, I don't... I don't understand. Well, we've never seen... Dean's garage. He looks like quite an extravagant man. I would not put past him have a very, very nice garage. I suppose. He does say it's a big garage. Um, look, so now we see a couple, you know, having sex, essentially. Uh, it's a nurse and a patient, because that's <laughs> that's what we do. And then they say, well, you know, we're in this comfy hospital bed. Why don't we go outside and continue in the bushes? So, and the voices are dubbed over horribly. Like, her mouth isn't even moving while the voice is like, let's go outside. And it's it's ridiculous. And they go out and they get attacked. And I've written down, the acting is awful. So, so awful. <laughs> I mean, the voiceover is giggling when she's not, but she looks quite serious. It's that, not even the same energy. As no, energy. it's, it's uh, ridiculous. And, you know, it just, it, <laughs> as I said, it just went a little bit too far with the joke, I guess. Yeah, I'm still loving that. Um, but I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess it's going to run dry. But luckily there's only one more. Um, Dag's now driving through the mist and he says, you know, there's a lot of mist. The weatherman says there will be even more mist to come added to the mist that we currently have. That will be a lot of mist. And he says mist a lot. Um, and now the nurse and the guy are dead. 
So people stand around and they don't know what happened. They haven't the foggiest idea and they all laugh. Now, Liz points out that their faces are patterned with like scotch tartan type pattern on the faces of the dead people. And Tag says, good work, Liz, because apparently no one had noticed that. She pointed it out. I mean, it is very, I, I would have assumed that's the first thing you'd look at. I don't know why they're investigating. I don't know why there's no police around. <laughs> I don't know where the police tape from. Um, why it's up to that. I, it's just. Yeah, because if there's a murder in a hospital, you send the doctors out to deal with it, right? <laughs> it just, I could understand maybe coroners, but the fact that, you know, a coroner would work from uh, a morgue, I, I assume, actually, I don't know. Um it's just, a, it's weird. It's just like, we're going to take it for granted that there are no police around and this is just up to us. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, carry on with the rest of the episode there, Dean. So they're back in the office and they're explaining to read what happens and Liz <laughs> is going to do some research. So we just see like the top part of her head while she's typing on a typewriter or a computer and she's doing some research. But then we see her hands and her fingers are moving over the keys slowly but we hear this very fast typing that's like triple the speed that her fingers are actually moving at and i did like this episode i mean liz just had a lot of parts to play in it it's just the most we've actually probably seen of her Mm. in quite a while since her lobotomy yeah (laughs) yes she's finally recovered yeah because she didn't do a lot in the last episode really the monkey episode she just she was all right in it but she wasn't a major kind of but um now she's got a report and that's fine and dag says you know what the scotch really want to do the scots want to kill the queen (laughs) and take our lifestyle and he says that you know their lifestyle is full of hope and that's what romford uh, stands for i don't know what romford is so that that part of the joke might be lost on me like maybe it's a garbage place and maybe that makes it funnier that he says it's full of hope i don't know uh over my head as well yeah but um that's grand uh they mention now this is curious they say you know this has all been crazy since the gates of hell opened last week so apparently all of this has taken place in a week all of these episodes but that doesn't make sense Even, because the monkey thing was supposed to be like a month that he was unconscious. Yeah, um, <laughs> I guess, again, time inconsistencies are just part of the joke. You can small little details, poor production. Yeah. Now we see the phone rings and then it stops ringing. And then Reed says, that's the phone. And then he picks it up after it's already stopped ringing. And then someone's asking him for a massage and Sanchez and Douglas laugh because they've given out his number. Reed doesn't realize it's very obvious. And they're all laughing. And then they leave and they don't know where to go. So the actors just stand at the door and we see their silhouette through the door and they just stand there. I mean, it's a weird one because even the music, the tone changes. The music goes quite jovial. It's the first time they've ever tried comedy on the show rather than, you know, um, just flat out horror. Sorry, the entire thing is a comedy, but it's the first time they've tried to actively put in bad comedy into the show. so I, I really enjoy that. I appreciate that. That was quite good. And just, I love Richard's bad acting at being offended. <laughs> of just, uh, what? What smut? How dare you call this number? And it's just, it's, I do just appreciate I like that. that he answers the phone with like, I beg your pudding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, what I really love the most is that the phone stops ringing before he answers it. And he always looks like he doesn't know what to do. So he like looks at the others and looks back at the camera and he's like, that was the phone. And then, like, I, I'm meant to pick that up, aren't I? <laughs> so, 
We now hear bagpipes. Uh, Liz has a vision and we get that scene from the opening credits where she puts her hands to her head and has starey eyes and drops to her knees. Um, <laughs> that I- iconic scene. And we see three Scottish men in kilts and hats and they've got swords. Like I, I don't know if this is meant to be a, a brave heart or something. Like three really stereotypically, you know, xenophobically racist <laughs> interpretations of, of three <laughs> Scottish men. And then that one extra that we always see um, working the reception, he's there just saying you know go go Uh, away please please go away (laughs) as a doctor yeah and of course he's sorry to cut across there it's just it just caught me that is he a doctor Uh, he's a doctor in that particular scene right because he's always just standing around near the front desk i assumed he was a receptionist or something i mean he's an extra on the show Oh, it's, he's always a receptionist or a nurse or whatever mm. just needs to be filled out. But in this particular scene, right. I recognize and spotted that, no, he's supposed to be a doctor. He's got the stethoscope, the coat. Okay, okay. So he's playing different characters. I wasn't sure if he was the same character every time we see him or not, because, you know, why would there, why would that ever be explained? Um, so now, <laughs> now Douglas punches Liz right in the face, proper full-on punch in the face. And she says, thanks, I was being hysterical. And then, so that's my favorite moment, right up until the next moment, which is my other favorite moment. Dean says that the mist they were using, the Scotch mist, was actually poisonous. <laughs> he says, two techies died. Um, and he says, like, I don't want anyone to die, but if someone has to die, it might as well be two techies. Because, you know, you get another one in and you don't notice the difference. They're wearing the same tool belt, same tools, you know, doing the same job. Who really cares, you know? <laughs> Again, I love the character Dean. I want to see more of Dean. I actually just want a drink with Dean. It's just would you everything. Would you like it. to have a drink with Dean in his penthouse suite, uh, which has a bar in no. it? No. Oh. oh my god, no! <laughs> I would want to be in a very public location where everybody knows where I am and can see us together. Yeah. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> So now they go outside to fight the Scotch mist and they all put on like bright 80s headbands so that they can see each other in the mist. And they have these tiny little hand fans to blow the mist away, which would clearly not do anything. And then they have an extended dialogue about the batteries and they bought cheap batteries so the fans won't last very long. Um, Then they say Jim was struck by the mist, but he is still alive. Then I don't think we see him again anyway. And they just run to a cabin and they say these goddamned evil misty jocks. Garth says, I'm not prejudiced, but Joe Public is. You probably are. You look like a dropout to the to the cameraman. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to lie to you. That sounds like something you would say to someone. Well, maybe. You look like a dropout. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I, I do love the concept behind this, that, you know, it, the show was supposed to have come out in the 80s. And yes, things don't always age well. Um, there's so many things that we look around today and we can look back and time and think that that's unacceptable and by today's standard. But we acknowledge it and we actually have to say yeah. that it's... And realise that, yes, of course this isn't okay, but here we are. What I like is Gareth's defence of everything that he's done. He says that he's not prejudiced and sometimes you have to be a bigot <laughs> to take down a bigger bigot. Yes. And it's his level of defense. It's like, it's like that sentence, I'm not a racist. But... Yeah. He, he never really... You know? he, Garth's not the sort of person who will ever admit that he got something wrong or that something hasn't aged well or whatever, you know? I mean, 
that's his thing. That's his thing. But Todd does say, look, he says, I don't see a problem with it. Um, he says, look, I get that it was, you know, a little bit xenophobic, but he says, look, I'm an actor. I'll play anything, even a Nazi. I wouldn't kiss another man, though. <laughs> Not even for the big boys. I don't know the what boys. the big boys... I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, that was a weird one to throw in there. Yeah. I, I think that was very much Matt Berry. Um, but... I, I, again, I suppose whenever you know you have a failure, nobody wants to own the failure. So that's Todd, the actor Todd. Uh, it is the actor that I'm thinking of, Todd. Yeah, Todd's the actor, and he plays. Yeah. Um, so even Todd going into defense there of I did nothing wrong because I just act all the time. Um, yeah, I, I like that element. Of sure, because you know that, that's true. You know, I mean, they still make Nazi came, films. You know, <laughs> this came out in 2004. Yes. And we're still having this conversation like 10 years on. There's a little part of respect that I want to give up. Not respect, acknowledgement, I Mm. suppose, that they were tackling this concept before it really became a a major theme in the public's eye. That actually is, now that I think about it, that's... Because the show was groundbreaking, Robert. No, I I think. (laughs) No, it was not. Right, let's see what happens next. So Dag explains the, the origin of this whole thing. He was in Scotland once. He recalls it as a dream or a nightmare. <laughs> he had to spend the night in Glasgow. He discovered that the streets were going to be safer than one of their B&Bs. So he goes out to a club. Um, and he, I'd seen some Scots before kind of huddling around, you know, but now they were in their natural habitat. They were everywhere, screeching for taxis to go to the next all-night drinking hall. Glass shatters. A 16-year-old mother of three vomits into an open sewer. I will never go back. And then Sanchez says, oh, my aunt lives there. She says it's quite nice. <laughs> well, she's wrong. She's wrong, yeah. So the mist retreats and they all go out to the hospital except Dag. He says, look, the mist is after me, so I'm going to go confront it. Uh, then he gets attacked by bagpipes and his legs glow orange. And um, Dean, we have a cutaway where Dean Lerner says, this is a show about great original writing. And I agree. Now, Liz and Sanchez talk about the batteries again for like a very extended scene. And Sanchez explains that he did not recharge his batteries because he was playing keyboard until 2 a.m. I, I don't know who these people are. Like, I don't know what lives these people are leading. I don't know. It's the fact that they're dropping actual big brand names. They drop big brand like names the, about yeah. batteries. They do. I actually don't think we can do that. Um, <laughs> so it's... Uh, I don't get the joke there but i feel like that's reference to something i'm else. guessing it was just or a reference just to like product weird. placement or something yeah i don't know um but they name drop some things and now reed gets more massage calls and now Douglas's hair has gone ginger because that's what scottish people have and I, this is weird Douglas walks in with ginger hair and just says there's a voicemail about the uh the massage and he just somehow knows and says slow that voicemail down 26 <laughs> percent so they and then they immediately they're able to do that with one press of a button and then the voicemail is a scottish person saying he's going to kill dag and they don't understand the scottish accent no it was four words what was it uh ach means nothing and man means <laughs> yes man, man means man something. but i don't think ach means anything <laughs> <laughs> yes um I, oh wow does ach mean anything not really no it's just like ah well you know it's, it's it doesn't ah. mean anything yeah um, an expression of displeasure. <laughs> so 
Dag explains that he went, he made a mistake. He went to a chippy in Glasgow and asked for a cheeseburger. And Reed says that could have happened to anyone. And he says, but they didn't give me a cheeseburger. They gave me some you know, low quality slab of meat thrown into a fryer. Uh, and I refused to pay. Uh, and then I called the Scotch fat and said they're fat because they keep frying their burgers. And this is their revenge. Um, and Sanchez says, I'll come with you. And Dag says, no, you won't. And Sanchez says, okay, fair enough. <laughs> That was very easily fixed. Uh, but he gives him a flick knife and says, you'll need this. Uh, spoiler alert, he did not need that. Liz gives him her mother's brass knuckles, which, again, he did not need. And Reed gives him a paper bag and there's something secret in there. Uh, and now we find out that Dag isn't wearing any trousers because he says he's got to, you know, when you confront Scots, you don't wear trousers. Apparently. Apparently. I mean, his, his legs were glowing. They didn't really address that. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't address the glowing legs. I actually had to stop and rewind that episode to double check. It's like I did not think the actor had or had ginger hair. Like I'm not. I, I like to think I've got attention to detail, and I thought that would be one that would have hmm. I would have noticed. But also, I don't pay a lot of attention to people's facial features so it could have gone over my head mm, here's one i always look for but they they go to meet the scotchman on the mirrors what dag does and they have swords and they, they you know they touch the swords but they don't achieve them uh, one of them I'm, i think one of the scotchmen is julian barrett again so he's actually been in 50 percent of the episodes i think um dag presents the paper bag and sets it on the ground and makes an offering and of course it is shortbread and they try the shortbread and he says i want to apologize for what i did to your countrymen um, I've since, vis- you know, been told by friends they visited Scotland in the daytime, and it's not really that bad. So then they say that uh, he rips open <laughs> he rips open his shirt, drops to his knees, and says, "My life is yours." <laughs> and they say, "Well, you've you've shown courage and dignity. You're a true Highlander." And we get subtitles explaining what they've said, even though it's very very clear, um, because they've said it with a Scottish accent. <laughs> And that's yeah. it. They take the they, Sub- they... subtitles and translation as well. Yes. For uh, Highlander. <laughs> for surprise. And that's it. They then they vanish. They just disappear. And um, they give him some pipes. They give him some bagpipes and then they disappear. And he shouts, What about the hair? And a voice from nowhere just shouts, Okay, oh, grow out. Um, <laughs> so. First time it's referenced, but anyway. Yeah. Sanchez then asks Liz. Would you like to go out for food? I know a place you can go. And she says, and I know a place you can go. It's called To Blazes. <laughs> I love that because this is ridiculous. Nobody talks like that. No, and the acting quality is very bad. It takes your man, Todd Rivers, far too long to react to that. Go, hey. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love it. Now Reed gets more phone calls again and he keeps saying, I beg your pudding and whatever. Um... And then they all leave and they laugh and Dag's in a kilt somehow, suddenly. And Matt Berry does finger guns and says, hang loose. And now Dag's on the roof playing bagpipes. So he can play sax, he can play bagpipes. Uh, we're going to find out he can play guitar next time. Um, he's, he's just a perfect man, essentially, you know. Um, and he gives us a, the little outro that he gives us, you know, the mist is gone, but a worse mist remains. The mist of misunderstanding. But luckily, that's just a metaphor, so it won't really affect us that much. <laughs> and he says on a nearby rooftop a bird takes flight and you know, tries to be poetic as the outro kind of happens um, and then Garth says I love Scotland uh, I'll take the high road or the low road 
And Dean tries to open some gentlemen's clubs in Scotland, but they're not ready. It's it's still a third world country there. Um, <laughs> and then Garth, we close with Garth saying, look, we are getting better. Nowadays, if an Englishman meets a Scotchman, there's a 50-50 chance they'll get on. And that's encouraging. That's a good statistic. <laughs> I feel like that's a correct statistic as well. It probably more or less is, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, have we seen... Uh, Douglas do any medicine so far? Uh, we have not seen Douglas do any medicine. Uh, the closest he got was hitting a head with a shovel and giving some paracetamol to a kid. Fantastic. And occasionally <laughs> punching Liz. <laughs> occasionally um, punching Liz, yeah. We have been told that second Sanchez did a lobotomy and he did go in to do a surgery at one point when he was a monkey. Um, but we didn't see the surgery, we were just told. Um, Liz has not done any medical things at all. And really, no one else. She did rinse out that cup with this with the uh, brittle pad. <laughs> yes. didn't she? she did some and very important uh, cup rinsing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm still like we've seen him play more musical instruments and do more with music than actual medicine as a doctor. But we're told he's a fantastic doctor. I do still love that. Um, only because I'm also a fan of House. But you watch so much House and realize you're actually. In. Um, I haven't seen but House, yeah, was... but yeah, that's what, what do you think of this one? I feel like, I'm not going to lie, I think six episodes was all I needed of this. Yeah. Um, definitely the bad acting at the beginning, I was a little bit lost. Enjoyed the, I suppose I enjoyed the xenophobia, um, which is an <laughs> awful thing to say, but um yeah, no, it was, it was all right. I'm interested to see the next one. We're going to have the last episode. Please do hold your tears. And um, we, we're going to have broccoli. We're going to have a love interest. We will actually see someone in a hospital bed. I don't think we see any medicine being done, but we will see a hospital bed uh, for the first time. Uh, and we will have the song. So The song had better be amazing. And more missed. The way you've gone out about this, this is... And more missed. And- because that was kind of all they did back then, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, uh, Evil Dead, you had uh, Jason, Friday the 13th. Um, I mean, it's just all they did. Yeah, I mean, look, if you're only going to make six episodes, why not reuse the idea twice in two of them, you know? <laughs> but the next... I suppose if you're going to invest in a fog machine, yeah, you may as use well. Use it twice. The next, the next episode's a good one, though. I think it's a good one to close on. Um, so I am excited for it. Uh, the episode itself is, is you know, I, I think I probably still prefer the monkey one, um, but the song really makes it. You know, uh, it's the song that I, I really like. I've been listening to it today, actually, uh, several times on a, on a loop because um, I am a, a sad human being. <laughs> so I suppose, uh, just going into this, um, did they have intentions for a second season or was this kind of they were testing the waters and just wanted to see? Well, did they just know we're only doing one season, people can only tolerate this much? I don't honestly or... know. What, what happened originally was they did a stage show. In fact, they did two stage shows, Garth Marenghi's Fright Night. And, it, you know, I think it was like an Edinburgh Fringe type thing or whatever. It seemed to be relatively popular. So they just made a one-off, you know, series. Um, the fact that they were able to make Man to Man with Dean Lerner afterwards means that Channel 4 or some producer or someone was obviously still behind them. You know, so I suppose if they'd wanted to do another season of this, they, they could have, because frankly, the other show was not as good, you know. So um, I, I guess they just decided to do a spin off instead. I, I, honestly, I'm not 100% sure. 
I suppose I'm just asking, is the atmosphere of the next one, is it a finality? Um, do they know no, that it's going to be the last because episode? Because there's something that Garth says in the beginning that apparently they actually recorded many, many episodes of this and they never, none of them ever aired. And now that there's a writer's you know, strike, he's letting us air a few episodes to fill a gap. So I think the idea is that these are not the only episodes. They're just the only ones that he's ever getting to show us. Um, so the next episode isn't necessarily like a season finale or anything. This is just, you know, his selection. That's why he always holds his little tape reel and he's like, here's the next one I've picked out for you, you know, at the beginning of the episodes. That's actually a really clever format because then he could, he could essentially do a, fin- a final one and then just say, you know, well, here's some that were between the final one and the ones I've already shown you. Yeah, so you could go on forever. It's, it's quite good, but I would like to see a film of this. You know, get these guys back now, uh, you know, all these years, almost 20 years later. And, and make a film I, version. I think most of them are too big for this now at this point. Uh, Matt Berry and uh, Richard. Sure. Bradley. But I, I'm hoping that they I want to do, you know, I'm hoping that they are big enough that they could get the film made now, you know, whereas maybe no one would have wanted to make it before. Like, I'm wanting this to be their passion project. I, I just assume that they look back on this as a fun thing they did, but maybe not. I don't know. That's us. That's this for another one. Are you excited <laughs> for the finale? The not really finale. Uh, it's it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. It's been a fun journey to go through all of this stuff and uh, to record podcasts. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'll see you. We are the Dark Place Dreamers. We're going to close the gates of hell and we'll be back for one more run next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 